going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week is Dustin Hess, class of 2018. Uh, Dustin's going to tell us everything from how he got to Bethany, what he's doing now, uh, a little bit of TikTok fame, um, and how that all got set up, a little bit behind the scenes. But without further ado, this is Dustin Hess. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week is Dustin Hess, class of 2018. Hess, I can't give you some Turner's tea because you're in Florida and I'm here. But when you come to Pittsburgh, I will get you a tea. So we're brought to you by Corona. Perfect for the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, it must be nice in that 75 degree weather. It was 80 today. It was a little cold. Oh, yeah. Really down here in Florida. Yes, yes. It was, uh, it was 27 was the high today noon yeah so, i do not miss that i'm sure you don't um so <laughs> dustin's gonna do we're gonna do the show the same way we do it every week dustin's gonna tell us everything from his senior year in high school how he got recruited how he found bethany um and we're gonna tell the story from there so hess um what would that have been 2014 2014 yeah uh so senior year um, basically just football was life when you're growing up in Western PA. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. All you care about for four years is winning a Whitfield championship and your life is just bred football, 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 football. Mm -hmm. Um, so Bethany came, I believe. So my senior year played week one. Okay. We played, um, we played Woodland Hills at Woodland Hills. It was like rivalry game televised senior year. We were like number seven in the country. They were like number five, knocked them off, beat them by three points. Find out on Monday, I have mono and I can't play for four weeks. So I had to sit out four weeks my senior year. I don't think I told anybody at Bethany knows that, but sit out four weeks my senior year. Uh, first game back, we played Kiski. Um, and again, it was my first game back. Bethany came, a couple other schools came. Uh, talked to Coach Watkins actually after the game. He was my main like contact point as far as recruiting. Um, that's how that got started. Fun fact too. Again, you're getting all the all the juicy stuff. I actually never did a college application in my life. Yeah, I did never apply to a college. Every time I went on a recruiting visit they would do a shortened application process where you just filled out a piece of paper, gave your GPA, and they would ask you if your transcript, if you needed it, whatever it was. And that was my application process. So I actually never applied to Bethany, um, but I did do the shortened application process. So fun fact there, again, I don't think anybody knows that either. Um, but yeah, I was between a couple different schools, Bethany, um, a lot of people that I went to school with in high school went to WJ. Um, Westminster was up there too. Um, but my grandparents, I found out after the fact, went to Bethany. Uh, so it was kind of a family tie. Again, went on the visit. It's that small it's world, that small Bethany world. Yeah, small world. Funny fact too, when they first said Bethany, so we always went to vacation at Bethany Beach. So I'm sitting there and I tell my parents after the game, I'm like, oh, Bethany College was there, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it'd be so cool to go to school at the beach. My dad's like, it's it's not the beach. There is a beach. What do you mean, Bethany? And he was like, he's no, it's in it's in West Virginia in the mountains. And I said, oh, 
cool. <laughs> like, That's whatever. not what I thought. Roll with the punch is not what I thought, but we'll uh, we'll make it work. Um, but yeah, so basically got in like that. Again, came down to overnights, uh, went on a bunch of different overnights, and Bethany was just the most fun. You know, I think for somebody coming in, that's what you got to do is kind of look for wherever you think you fit in the most and where you're going to have the most fun. You know, if you don't have a lot of fun, but like the campus is really nice, like, are you really going to stay because of that? You know, it's all about all about that. So, yeah, again, basically just got recruited. My first game back after having mono, um, Coach Watkins and locked me down. That's pretty much it. So you get here. Um, let's talk about the transition from uh, Upper St. Clair High School to Bethany, which you're really just a small trip down 70 or a small trip down Route 50. Um, 50 through Avella. 50 through Avella. It's the best way. Um, was there a was there any difficulties that first year as a freshman? Was there time management issues with with football and classes or did you have kind of already a pattern that you just kind of followed? Um, I didn't really have a pattern in high school um, as far as like schoolwork, that kind of stuff. Again, it was like very football generated. Um, my academic career was a lot better in college than it was in high school. So the transition there, um, I mean, realistically, I think high school set it up a lot. Went to a pretty good high school, St. Clair. Um, academically wise. So again, the transition freshman year was almost easier than my senior year of high school, uh, mm -hmm. just because they over prepare you again. It was, I think the number one school in the state for five years running. Um, and again, they really like academically wise, it wasn't that much of a transition. Um, time management had a lot more time than you were used to. Again, high school, it's, you know, get to school at 715, you get out at two, you hit the weight room, you hang out with your friends, you go to sleep, you sit all, do it all over again. Yep. Uh, so being able to like have that in between time was way better for schoolwork. I thought, you know, I didn't really have nothing else to do other than do some schoolwork. So it helped me out a lot. Um, went from like a 2.5 in high school to like a 4.0 my first semester as a freshman. So academically it was really good. Football wise, uh, transition, I think everybody kind of had the same mentality. It was right when a lot of like the heat acclimation concussion stuff started switching. Mm -hmm. So high school camp for us was two a days every day, three a days on a Wednesday. You stayed in the wrestling room. Like it was, I mean, your body hurt. Yeah. College camp was not like that. I mean, you get better athletes. You're going up against bigger people, obviously more talented people um, in certain, I guess, respects. Uh, but when it comes down to like camp and going through all this stuff, like I think college camp was so much easier than high school camp. Um, again, there's just more restrictions. You had and that was that that was a time where that change had really swept through. It was it was implemented. Um, there was there's only so many practices and so long you can be on the field. You're right. There's a lot more, and that's now trickled down to the high school level, where yeah. the restrictions are there, and they're there for the for for protection. But um, I, I could see that where it was, there was, it was a lot easier because there is not as, I think there's what, three two-a-days or four two-a-days? Yeah, I think that was, it was like three two-a-days a week. At least I think senior year, that was it. You could only do three two-a-days a week. 
Um, and I think one of those days they had to have the second practice and just uppers. Yeah. On high school, it, I didn't know what uppers was. No. I didn't know <laughs> the coaches didn't let you go on a field with shorts on. I didn't know. I <laughs> had no idea. After, after week three, you don't put your pants on unless for a game, you know? So I didn't know what shells meant. Yeah, we did. I mean, in high school, it was every practice, beginning of practice, one-on-ones. Like, that's like what people do in camp, in college, and everybody gets all hyped up. Every day, beginning of practice, every single time. Like, it was intense. But, again, it, it breeds athletes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it does. And I think that's part of the problem. I'm sure we'll get into later with Bethany and just kind of the recruiting standpoint. That area, like Western PA, is very – like hard nose, tough nose, like work your ass off kind of, kind of mantra. And that's not necessarily like what it translated to, um, you know, in college. And I think at the D3 level, it's, you know, something that's hard. WJ has obviously done a great job. Um, and I, again, I think it comes down to recruiting just the areas um, that you're recruiting out of, I think. Well, so let's, let's dive into that. So you, you played for three seasons, correct? Yeah. And then the fourth season, you were a part of the team, but you had you had some problems. So let's walk through. Um, <clears throat> so freshman year, you come into camp a little easier. You get into sophomore camp, and I believe you're playing tight end at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, all throughout, yeah. So uh, let's go through so- sophomore year and junior year, and then we'll get into what kind of happened that kind of ended the, the football career. Yeah. So uh, even freshman year too, um, I mean, got on the field game one against Mountain Union. They came here, a rude awakening for college football. That's a, that's a hello. The, field the next week was, a, was a, a way more fun game for sure. So that was a, a little bit of a rude awakening, but made the playoffs again, still got time. Uh, sophomore year, I think everybody, again, taking that kind of year to, to come into your own. Um, sophomore year, played a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, again, was on the field, you know, constantly. It would have contributed a lot more. Um, I think a big thing throughout my career, like sophomore year and junior year, they brought in a lot of talent that, like, should have played over me. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people where if you're looking on the outside, you're like, that person should be started. Like, you know, just height, weight, all that kind of stuff, just raw athleticism. Um, but I think just working hard, again, from when I came in, helped me out. Um, again, like knowing the plays, knowing where you're supposed to be. When you need to make a play, make a play. Um, so sophomore year, again, went pretty well. Season didn't go too great, but personally played pretty well. Um, junior year, same thing. Um, that was kind of my breakout year, I guess I would say. Hold on a second. Is sophomore year the year that you high-stepped at St. Yes. Vincent? Oh, my. High-stepped St. Vincent. Again, if you give me the opportunity, I'll put on a show. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right but, uh, yeah, high stepping is Finally decided to throw me the ball because they, I mean, the just stereotype of uh, my position, what I look like. It was just, okay, you're going to block and that's it. <laughs> you look good at blocking too, though. Don't get me wrong, but you had hands. Oh, yeah. And I loved it. Again, that's part of the game. I love blocking. So, but yeah. Uh, Junior year, definitely come out year as far as just getting more in as far as catches, stats, all that kind of stuff. Um, was second on the team, I believe, in catches and second in touchdowns. Um, 
all conference recognition. So that was a way more fun year for me. Uh, Thomas Moore was the best team we played. The most catches I've ever had in a game, which was seven. I think they went for seven yards. <laughs> we had a, uh, a check release play where I would check release to the, to the flat. And if it was open, he would chase would throw it. And it was open because he could never hand it off because they're just in the backfield. So he kept pulling it, throwing it. As soon as I got it, somebody's chopping down my knees every time. And I was like, what? Anyway, seven catching into the game. I thought it was cool for seven yards. That kind of That's a, hey, seven catches for seven yards. You can't beat it. That's a positive average every time. Yeah. But again, a big thing they brought in. Um, Aronis was there at that time. I mean, like six, five athleticism, jump out the room. Um, again, like being able to get time over him when I probably shouldn't have. Um, again, being able to contribute, I think was pretty good. Again, that was like the highlight of my career. And then going into senior year, um, you know, I he wasn't coming back. There was no one there. We lose ambush, you know, after sophomore year, Blinn's gone. So my sophomore year, Blinn gets the majority of the catches. Junior year, ambush gets majority of the catches to great athletes, great players. So senior year, we really didn't have anybody that was going to be that guy. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's kind of going to transition into, you know, I'd probably get the ball a lot more, probably be leaned on a lot more, super excited. Um, during workouts after spring ball, um, I believe it was during, uh, during graduation week, I think. Like right after comps during graduation week, um, ran into a little bit of health issues, um, went on for about a year. Doctors really couldn't figure out what was going on, um, like just heart related. So um, I didn't get cleared to play my senior year. I did come for camp. So after not working out the entire summer, literally couldn't work out for a span of two years. But at that time, hadn't worked out all summer did the 300 conditioning test. I thought I was legitimately going to die on the football field there. I was like, I'm done. Tap me out. Like you go around a 300 right now after not running for a long time is not a fun thing. I'm um, going to tell you right now, I don't think I'm making it 50, let alone 300. So, <laughs> but yeah, so uh doctor cleared me to play. So I went to camp. A um, couple of instances during camp where I was almost passing out on the field had to go to the hospital like multiple times throughout camp. Yeah. Team doctor finally like cut it was like, I can't, I can't clear you to play. Um, you know, it ended up being a, I have a rare like neurological disorder. It's called pod. So it basically like affects my heart rate and my blood pressure. Okay. So, like people who have it very severely are like bedridden. I'm very lucky that I don't have it severely. Um, I've been able to kind of outgrow it and work through it um, through like certain workouts. They do like cardiac rehab, that kind of stuff. So for now, again, I'm, I'm pretty good. I've been yeah. good for a while. Well, thankfully, because I wouldn't be able to have you here if you, if you want. <laughs> I agree. But yeah, definitely, definitely disappointing uh, that we missed out on that senior year, especially for the team too. It was just, you know, leadership wise and just, the team in general, offense in general, was just a hard. Uh, there wasn't really anybody there to like help help push the team along. So it was a rough year. So hard to like sit on the sideline, do that. Again, two senior year, just in general, you go from 
I mean, you know me, I like to have my fun on the weekends. So not being able to have any fun on the weekends, uh, really not being able to do anything. So senior year wasn't the best year, um, but we, we got through it. We worked through it. Well, so and that's where I think we're going to stop there and we'll come into You brought up the social aspect of you. You did like to have a good time on the weekends. and You know, you went to in the fall. It was business as usual. It was a business day, business trip if it was away. Work, go to the office on a Saturday and then Saturday nights were a relief. Um, but we got to send it to uh, KJ, Karen Dunn with Maple Shades Outdoors. Uh, if you haven't yet, subscribe on YouTube, follow them on Instagram. Um, we're going to push these hats. I'm going to push this hat thing until I get KJ to start doing hats again. And I'm going to push crewnecks with his logo because he has a great logo. The people, his, his, his fiance is the one that designed the logo. She's great. Um, and we just need to get that out there. So KJ, now you've been pressured in like five episodes to do this. So merch, do the merch, bro. Uh, Hess will be back. Go ahead, KJ. What's going on, everybody? This is Kieran Dunn, founder of Maple Shade Outdoors. You're currently watching Dingo Talk with my man, Carlo. If you're anything like me and you're really enjoying this content, you should like and subscribe his page. You, while you're on YouTube, you should probably just head over and like and subscribe Maple Shade Outdoors. Check out our page, enjoy some videos, some outdoor content. You might as well hop on Instagram, Facebook, follow us, Maple Shade Outdoors. Now that's enough about me. I'm trying to get back and watch the rest of Dingo Talk. So I'll talk to y'all later. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carla Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week is Dustin Hess, class of 2018. We left off in part one. Dustin had finished. We, we talked about the academic side. Um, we talked about a lot about the football side that was a major part of, of Dustin's time here at Bethany. Uh, let's, and he hinted that he enjoyed his Saturdays. Uh, so Dustin, you, uh, you came into Bethany and, and you ended up joining a fraternity. Was that always the plan? And when you came into school, other than football, was that a, like, yeah, I'm going to join the fraternity when I go to college. Um, I think it was something that I always knew I was going to do, not something that I maybe planned on, like, oh, I can't wait to join a fraternity. Um, but it's something that I think in the back of my mind was something that I was always going to do regardless of where I went. Um, again, that was just my kind of scene. You know, I like that, the high energy kind of guy, you know, likes to have fun on the weekends, likes to get together, have a group. So I think it was definitely something that I was going to do regardless. Not that I was seeking it out, but again, back in my mind, I think it was always going to happen. And what part of Bethany Greek Greek life, what what drew you to Bethany Greek life? Were there? I mean, you ended up you you you're one of my brothers. You're you're an Alpha Sig, um, but did you was that always number one in your list? Was there other houses that you were considering? Um, kind of like walk us through that how you went through the recruitment process. Um, so recruitment for me, obviously being on the team, um, it was easier. The person who I think recruited me the most was Jake Rydell, who ended up being my big, um, somebody who like brought me up to the house, introduced me the most. Um, even before I was being like recruited, I would come up on Saturdays, like after games and stuff. And it was always like my favorite place. Um, I think I got a bid from everybody. 
Uh, Beta was kind of uh, like my grandpa was an alumni there. He donated a decent amount of money to Beta. Um, so I think they thought that they were going to get me um, because of that. But I don't, I really didn't have a second thought ever. It was just Alpha Sagan. That was it. Um, so, and was that the only thing that you were involved in? I mean, I know you, you were heavily involved in Greek because I believe you were involved in IFC. Um, you were heavily involved in Alpha Sig uh, as a former president. Um, but was there, were there any other extracurriculars other than Greek life? And then we'll get back to the, we'll, we'll kind of bebop back into the. Yeah, um, I, pretty much Greek life. Um, that was the majority of it. Again, um, Alpha Sig president, I think my sophomore year, right? I think it was uh, sophomore, junior year, sophomore year um, and junior year, I guess, because it flipped over. Um, and then IFC as well. Um, and I think that as far as Bethany, that's where a lot of the, a lot of the main clubs stem from is Greek life. I mean, you have your SAC and you have your, um, you know, student council, like that kind of stuff, but I don't think it's as big or mm -hmm. not taken as seriously. Um, and just something that's more of kind of a, you know, something that they have to do. I think Greek life was way more involved. So yeah, that was the majority of the extracurriculars for sure. Um, anything, any stories that you would like to tell of your time, it, 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 either, either as president or as a, you know, going through, um, I believe you did find a beach in Bethany. So, but that's another story. We can't, we, I'm just saying there is another beach. There is a beach in Bethany. You, you said earlier, there's not a beach. There's a beach in Bethany. If you didn't make it to it, then. We got to get you down here. There the was a beach. I'm sitting here. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. There is a yeah, beach. Beach in Bethany. Everybody knows that. Um, yeah, no, I mean, Greek life was huge, huge for me. Um, again, I think it was something where, you know, I what joined Alpha Sig uh, the first semester that I was in. Yeah. We run elections and I wasn't even running in three of the older guys. Um, I think the first person that actually told me was Larry. Um, and after Larry, um, I think it was Mike and Nadim. They're like the three people that like pushed me the most. Um, I think it was gonna be Lowe and Matt May, I think we're running. Um, Conover at the time, Matt Conover. Um, hey, they said, hey, you should run. And I was like, I, I don't think I would win. And they were like, I think you would just go. And again, ended up winning. So. Um, was able to be the president there for a year. Good times, bad times. <laughs> I think anybody who's held that position has their positives they took out of it, a couple of negatives, maybe a couple more negatives. Um, definitely a good experience. <laughs> yeah. Again, an experience that I think like greatly impacted um, the rest of my life. You know, just being able to lead people, be in that kind of a position. There's no harder people to try to get to do things positively than a group of college dudes who don't want to do anything that you tell them to do. So being able to, uh, again, grow. Um, I think when I came in, we had 13 members. Mm -hmm. I think after my presidency, we had 42. Yeah, um, the, the growth had really grew, grew a lot. And I think it was just the relationships again, being able to kind of 
had that part of it um, was definitely something that I'm very proud of. Um, again, some, some <laughs> downer times, your class was not, not the best class when we were leaving, I guess you could say. We had uh, the email, um, Andrew Lewis sent me a picture of all 48 holes that were put in the walls, one being a, uh, a new window in the bathroom. So even when the door was shut, no privacy there. Listen, uh, I'm not taking credit for none of those assholes. I didn't put no holes in no walls. And that's, that's actually not true. I put a hole in my wall with a, cl with a clothes hamper after I spray painted my name on it because somebody told me I wouldn't do it. And I paid for that because it was in my room. I didn't put any holes in any walls. I may have may have broke a broom or two and was told I wasn't allowed to have brooms anymore in the house, but I didn't put no holes in no walls. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, whatever. I'll take your word for it, I guess. But, uh, yeah, definitely some good times um, for sure. Again, just being able to be in that environment, being up there every day living at the house weekends, Sunday fun days, playing basketball outside, breaking the basketball hoop, throwing it over the hill. Um, I mean, there's, I wouldn't trade any of that for anything, you know? It's something that definitely helped out for sure. And again, I think it helps out so many people. Just the fact of having that brotherhood and just if such a positive environment, um, you know, people are so positive towards each other. I think something Bethany does as a whole that people take for granted um, is just like everybody kind of believes in each other. Mm -hmm. you know, and I think Greek life, you know, some people are like, oh, you know, Bethany, whatever. Some people they leave and they're like, oh, I wouldn't go back, whatever it is. Um, but most people come in and they're not, maybe not the most popular person, maybe not the smartest person, you know, maybe like this wasn't their first choice coming in. Um, but something that I hated when I was in school that I think impacted everybody so positively was everybody was a Bethany goat, regardless of who you talk to. He's the goat, you're the goat, you're the goat. And so many people like that are empowering somebody who's never been empowered before, you know, like through high confidence school, though. They got picked on through high school, like you're never gonna make it, you're never gonna graduate, you're never, you know, why are you even going to school, all this kind of stuff. And being able to be like empowered on a daily basis, again, at the time didn't use it as I should have or didn't appreciate it as I should have, but just Bethany community and again, Greek life in general, um, you know, they just empower people. And that's why so many people when they leave Bethany are so successful, you know, like the first people that ever believed in somebody, like I said, they, they said run for president. I was like, Oh, I won't win. You know, like I didn't believe in myself. They believed in me again. Look what happened from it. You know, and I think that's something that Greek life really does. And again, Bethany as a whole does for everybody. So we got to the point of the, the one common independent Greek, uh, whatever sport you played. If you came to Bethany and you made it through, there's the, the, the big test just looming over your head. Um, and I, I explained it in the last episode of, you know, for those that don't know what comps is, it's a comprehensive exam of everything you learned for four years in your major. Uh, so you get a week to study. How did that week go? Um, rough. <laughs> I had um, me and Lo comped at the same time. We didn't study together, but it was at the same time. 
again, it was at the point where I was going through like significant health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't really do anything. Um, was actually working where I'm at right now. Started working before comps. Um, so I was literally driving to South Point from Bethany every night to work um, and going through that process. But comps weeks itself, um, again, people that, one, I don't get how people don't pass comps because you have a whole week. You know, this is what you have to study. You know, you're going to take, like, you just have to do one thing. If you can't put your mind to accomplish that one thing, um, again, it, there wasn't a lot of effort, but it was it. Him and Dookie in the cube would joke, I'm sitting there till two o'clock in the morning, reading over my flashcard notes, wherever, like my brain hurt. Like I had headaches to where my brain just hurt from studying from as soon as I woke up, studied, ate lunch, studied again. Because again, I couldn't really do anything like the after comps thing wasn't fun for me. And the way that I looked at it was if I can't get distinction like what else, like what's the point? Like that's literally one thing that I have in my life right now that I can do and I can't do a lot of other shit. So why won't I do that? So I literally, again, like my brain hurt. Like not that like I'm not the smartest dude out there, but I like just read and reviewed and just went over stuff so intense. Like I was going to get mad if I didn't get a hundred percent. Like that's how much I was like, I'll be pissed if you knock a point off because I know this shit better than probably, you know, it teaching it. That's how much I studied. So yeah, not the most fun week, but you got to just put your mind to it. So you get to Monday, you get to Tuesday, you're, you're knocking out the test. You get, when you walk into orals, do you, are, are you aware that you're on the cusp of distinction or are you just sitting there going, nope, I got it. I'm going in and I'm going to. I, I begged Fletcher to tell me what the scores were. So I was obviously in the business department. I know other departments, they give you a little, a little nod, like, hey, let's do well in orals. Let's correct this stuff. Like they kind of let you know if you're on the fringe. They did nothing. I tried to bag it out of them. And I was like, just let me know how good I have to do on orals. And I was never worried about orals. You know, I think that was going to be my strong point, no matter what, when it came to comps, like presenting, speaking, never something that's like really been a problem for me. Um, but yeah, I just went into it. They had me correct a couple of things. I presented my senior project. Um, they had me wait in like a back room in Fletcher, like my favorite professor. Who was on your, who was the, your comp board? So I had Fletcher, um, I had Ram Jam, I had Ramji, um, and then I had Payment was my sit-in, Matt Payment. Matt Payment. <laughs> Most random, random sit-in. He was my, I took him for freshman seven. So he was like, oh, I'll be in. I never, we never really had like a relationship, you know? They gave me the librarian, bro. I don't want to hear about random. Well, that's easy. Well, anyway, he asked one question. Fletcher was like, yeah, don't talk. Yeah, so they made me sit in the room. Um, they made me wait for like 20 minutes for no reason. I'm sitting there sweating. I'm like, I just want distinction more than anything. I was like, literally, I just need it. So we go, whatever. And he, Fletch comes in and he was like, it was, it was close. And he was like, I don't, I didn't think it was going to come down to it, but you passed. And I'm like, okay. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm close to passing. I was like, you don't, 
don't do this. To, like, that's not like we can go back and regrade the test. Like, this isn't fair. And then he had the this distinction pin like in his pocket. And I was like, what do you got back there? And he's like, oh, and you got distinction. So I was super happy. Again, like he played it off, tricked it, um, whatever it was. But the funny thing is, and Lexi was actually so mad. Uh, me and Lo were saying that if we didn't get distinction, we weren't going to walk out. <laughs> we were going to dip out the back and like, like that's how seriously you know, we took it. And I think, again, if that's what you're going to do, if that's what you're shooting for, I think you got to take it that seriously, you know? Yeah. It's not something where you're just like, oh, I, I did well in the classes, so I'll do well in the test. It's definitely not that kind of, not that kind of test at all. Way harder than that. So you get through graduation, you're already working, and I guess we'll go into that. Where are you working, or what, what were you doing while you were comping? And where has that led you now that you're in a chilly 80 degree Florida? In Florida. So um, again, it kind of stems all back to just health issues. Again, I really couldn't do too much. Didn't have too many classes. Um, you know, again, I was always, I felt like more of the life of the party than the one sitting on the edge. Like I like the one to initiate the fun um, and I wasn't really able to do that anymore. So I had to find something else. Uh, so I was actually looking for internships over winter break, um, interviewed where I'm at now, Arius agencies, interviewed with them in January, um, started with them in February. So I was going for training. I would go after class, go there, come back at like 10 o'clock. So I was training at night um, again, and I was able to do that through graduating, through comps, um, obviously afterwards continued that job. It went from an internship into, you know, an actual job, which worked out great for me. Um, you know, financial services in the sales industry, um, you know, first year did really well. Um, was able to take the ball, run with it again. Kind of was looking for something that was competitive again. Mm -hmm. you know, I think me being able to not play football senior year, something that really helped me like I was just looking for something. Yeah. You know, couldn't, it couldn't hit the gym anymore. Nothing competitive. And I'm a competitive guy. So I, I needed something to, uh, to fill the void there. And it worked out great for me. Um, again, was able to uh, get a promotion my first year, um, get a promotion my second year. And towards the end of my second year, uh, or I guess a year and a half it would have been, because uh, after school, um, they were opening an office in Tampa. They said, we can take three people. They gave me one of the nods. And I said, I'm, I'm moving as quickly as you want me to. So moved down to Clearwater, um, you know, been here ever since, um, you know, probably a couple more moves in the future um, as far as that. But it's something that, you know, I found to be super successful for me. I found a niche. And again, I think, you know, situations that happen to you in life, some people, you know, things happen to you, you know, like this happened to me, this happened to me. I, I'm a firm believer that things happening for you, you know, like, yeah, I didn't get my senior year, all that kind of stuff. Um, but realistically, you know, what it did for me long-term as far as being able to find an opportunity like this um, and take it and run with it and like feeling that competitive spirit again, um, I think was something that was huge for me. And again, it's not bad being in Florida. Uh, so it definitely helps out. Um, but yeah, something that I'm super proud of. And again, kind of fell into it. Um, but again, through some of the struggles kind of found it and it's been uh, super successful for me. So I'm going to, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. 
Because anybody that watched your fiance, congratulations, by the way, brother. Yeah. Uh, anybody that watched her episode, they heard her version of the story. And I don't mean that you guys becoming TikTok famous, shameless plug. What's the TikTok? Uh, what's the name on the TikTok? Oh, Dustin and Lexi. Just Dustin and Lexi. Find uh, the TikTok. So, shitty content. Go watch our shitty content. <laughs> well, there is a video, though, that everybody knows about. If you've been on TikTok, you've seen both of these people. Um, walk us through that day. Because she walked us through her side of her friend being there taking pictures they're going to set these pictures up you've been crushing her stones the whole week about i'm not going to get married till i'm 30 i'm not going to get married till i'm 40 we're not going to get married till we're 50 um <laughs> she made a rash statement i'll let you watch her episode so that you can see um but she also talked about that that whole day uh for her parents uh renewing their vows i believe was the thing right yeah. Um, I'll walk you through it again. The biggest thing where she said, kind of kicking her stones about it. I'm always like a firm believer. If you're going to like give somebody a nice present, like if their normal level is here and the present's going to take them here, like why not bring them down to here? So like there's a greater, <laughs> it's an elevator. You try to bring more excitement. So I always, I always love that. Um, so yeah, she told, I'd had this plan again, COVID kind of switched things up. Um, original plan was to do it on her birthday. Mm -hmm. um, and for people that don't know, obviously proposing to her um, was the plan was to do it on her birthday during COVID, really nothing we could do. Her family was supposed to be down here, not down here. Um, for her, again, if her family wasn't there, would have been special, but she's so close with her family. I think that was, you know, something that really made it that much more special. Um, but yeah, she told my boss's wife that I better hurry hurry up not hurry up but she said he has until i'm 27 i think or 29 or 30 she might have said 30 so i was like okay i got five years meanwhile knowing full well that like two weeks later i'm gonna propose so um just yeah. to, not to interrupt you but you don't have to worry about watching her episode because um that's yeah she gave us that she gave us that 100 percent. so um, again, then too, so I went home, obviously went back to visit family, um, late July, August, something like that. Um, got the ring, got everything back down. We always go, uh, on vacation with her family every summer. So her whole family was going to be there. Um, her family all knew. So her sisters knew everything like that. So we were planning it out, um, where we were at, we were trying to find a cool spot. It was in the Smoky Mountains, Gatlinburg, Tennessee. And um, you're looking up all these places and it's like Overlook. And it's like this park, this national park. And it's not like someplace you can go to. So we're driving around, we're driving around on this park and we're like trying to find a spot that nobody knows about. I'm like, I don't even know. We're just gonna find a good spot, go act like we're renewing uh, her parents' vows. Um, so I'm trying to not plan it. Because if I'm planning her parents' vow renewal, it seems weird. Why would I do that? So, like, I'm trying to have her mom, and her mom's stressed out to all hell. And she's, like, texting me in the car. She's, like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we stopping? All this kind of stuff. Um, so, again, we eventually were, like, okay, let's just pull over do it here. 
Um, and we, Lexi's so clueless, love her to death, so clueless when it comes to this stuff. Um, she was like, well, who's, who's coming to do the vow renewal? Cause I got certified online. And her mom, the worst excuse, but Lexi had no idea. She said, oh, well, you just, uh, you just call and they just have somebody come out. And she's like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> like, what? I'm sitting here in the back. I'm so mad. And I'm like, you blew it. She's going to know. She had no idea. Um, and then again, her friend was there, oddly enough, her like best friend who she worked with, um, who's a photographer, um, went there to take pictures of the uh, the vow renewal. But you had already set that up that she was there for. Yes, yes, 100%. So yeah, it was, I thought it was super cool trying to plan it for anybody that has done it. Planning it is super stressful and it's just a crazy event. But again, it worked out. She posted the video on TikTok. Um, and she, then you became famous. Well, she made a TikTok for no reason. She just was watching stuff. And then she posted the video just because she wanted that music in the background. She's like, I want that song in the background because it's like corny. Mm -hmm. She was like, okay. So she posted it on TikTok and then saved it just so she could have the video. Not thinking that anybody was going to watch it. And after like a week, I think maybe like two days, it had like 300,000 viewers. And we we're like, what the hell is going on? And after like four or five days, we hit a million and then at 1.5, I think it eventually got up to like 2 million views or something. So then we had to start making TikToks every day. <laughs> so, so what's uh, it like to be a TikTok star now? How does, what's, what's, a, what's a day in the life of prepping for at yeah. Dustin and Lexi? Making a TikTok is not fun. <laughs> it is not fun. Like, it is not a fun experience. And you'll make a video that you think is so funny nobody watches it then we had one it was a little tiktok trend or whatever it has like 4.5 million views for nothing we're sitting on the couch and she's like if somebody came up to you like what would you say like if a girl came up to you in the bar and hit on you and i was like oh i have herpes like just joking around whatever and everybody everybody liked it so yeah tiktoks are not fun to make too much time too much effort but <laughs> go follow <laughs> go follow at Dustin and Lexi. Yeah, at Dustin and Lexi. All social media. Give us a follow for sure. <laughs> um, so we've come to that point. Um, why Division Three from an athletic point of view? From your from your point of view, why should an athlete go look at the Division Three level and maybe not be so so focused on the D one or the D two? Yeah. Um, I think, in my personal opinion, if you're going D1, you better start. You know, if, if you're going to a D1 program to ride the bench and maybe get in for one play on senior night, what are you doing? You're going through the worst parts. You're going through practice. You're a tackling dummy. That's, I mean, you're playing football, but you're, you're never going to do the most fun thing of football, which is playing the game. So to me, again, if you're not on that level – I mean, I don't think you should even consider it. Like, I don't know why people do it just to say that they play D1, but everybody knows that you didn't play. To me, like going D1 and never playing is way less impressive than going D3 and getting all conference, all American, all that kind of stuff. Um, from a D2 level, um, I think it's kind of hit or miss, kind of same thing. If you're going to start, go. 
Um, again, if you're going to get a scholarship, go. If you're not getting a scholarship, you're probably not going to play because they have money invested into that person. Yeah. So it was a very awkward level because some people are going to get playing time over others just because the institution is paying them money to be there. Yeah, you're not going to not play your investment. Yeah, 100%. They're making that investment. They don't want to, um, you know, they don't want to lose out on that. So again, on the D2 level, same thing. If you're getting a scholarship, go. Um, D3, I mean, realistically, it's just a, a mosh posh of everything. Again, no scholarships, no nothing. Um, what it comes down to is, you know, if you put your time, effort in, you're going to be able to play. You point at yourself. Um, no, I was, I was pointing at, at your ticker, your heart. Oh, yeah. It's more the you have a passion for the game and you want to play. You don't want to just be a practice dummy. Yeah. And again, to me, I, I just don't know why you'd want to be the practice dummy. You know, like if, if you're going to go somewhere, you better know that you're going to play. Um, so with you know, that said, on the division three level, what would you, if you were, you're the guy that's going to recruit somebody to come to Bethany, or you're going to recruit a couple people to come to Bethany. Somebody out there right now that maybe from Upper St. Clair knows you, sees this when you share it, and and they're like, oh, yeah, I'll go to Bethany. What's your pitch to them? I think the biggest pitch is just your overall experience, you know, um, really when it comes down to it, like playing football, being on a team, you're going to get the same thing everywhere. I mean, every team's different, but again, the football aspect of it, you're always going to get the same thing. Um, the good thing with Bethany, again, a school that's maybe not the, the powerhouse, you know, W and J, if you come from a certain school, again, there's a little bit more favoritism there, a little bit more politics um, when it comes to like, oh, my dad went here and he knows my dad. So I'm going to get playing time because of this. Again, there's a lot more of that at a school like W and J. Um, at Bethany, like it really is your open opportunity. Like if you want to put your time, energy, effort in, you want to get on the field, you're going to be able to. Um, but the biggest thing is just what you get outside of football. You know, I think realistically, you go somewhere to play football again, the sport's the same no matter where you play it. Put a helmet on, put your pads on all the same way. When you go to a school thinking about playing a sport, I think you got to go for the school. Yeah. Again, Bethany itself, you just get so many more opportunities for being involved in campus, you know, having people, you know, be passionate about you, people believing in you, all that stuff. I think just the Bethany community is so good and so many other schools don't have that. Well, I think that's my biggest selling point. Because again, football is football. It's always going to be there. Always going to be the same. Yeah. If you're a quarterback, you're going to play quarterback. It's No matter where you go in the pack, it's still cold. You know what I mean? You're still going to play all the same games. So, yeah. you know, it's not like you're going someplace. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so again, it comes down to just the experience and what Bethany can give you outside of football. Because again, you're going to get the same anywhere. And I think, I think to close out, I'm going to, I'm going to share what we were talking about just a little bit of what we were talking about before we came out of the break um, to wrap this whole segment up. And uh, you brought up the people that I'm not going to come back to Bethany because the school was this or the classes were this. Um, and there are people that, that didn't have a good experience. I mean, it just, it, it's going to happen everywhere, but what this place, the community that this place has, like what's the chances that your grandparents came here, went to school here? You know, I'm, I'm, 
I'm going to do a little teaser here. I'm, I'm actually getting ready to have a, a guest on from the class of 1961. And he's not only class of 1961, but he's lived in Bethany his entire life. He raised his family here. He, you know, it, it's a true, you know, what this town was from his point of view. Uh, you know, I'm really excited to get that one recorded, but it's that community is something that it's not just a college. You know, we spent, Hess, you and I spent just as much time on Main Street between our, ch our chambers runs and being in the bar as we did at the house. Yes, we did. <laughs> so we spent as much time off campus as we did on campus. And I think the Bethany community as an alumni group, and I think that I hope that this show has shown this, that, you know, we we are a community and there's people that want to grow this college and want to make sure there's a place for us to come back to because the homecomings, the alumni weekends are sometimes for people, you know, you've moved away. It's not like I can drive up to Pittsburgh and say, hey, you want to get a beer? <laughs> I got to I gotta hop in a car because I don't fly. That's weird. But uh, <laughs> come have a beer by the water. <laughs> oh, I'll be down. Just give me like two days. <laughs> I'll be there. But, but I, uh, I definitely, I definitely agree. Um, again, I don't really get the mantra of not wanting to come back or, or again, having the bad experience. I think people that had a bad experience, again, Bethany, kind of anywhere you go, um, it's cemented by yourself. Yeah. You know, if, if you have a bad experience, it's something that you did, something that you didn't take the best of your opportunities. Like, you thought Greek life was not the thing for you. It was for people who were paying for friends, all this kind of stuff. But look at the people that had the relationships that were in Greek life. You know, like you turned that opportunity down when it could have been something that changed your life. Um, getting involved on campus. Like, are you sitting in your room all day? Are you going out on a Saturday when the bar was open? Regardless, are you finding like somebody to go down there with, hang out with people? I think it is an experience where you need to make the best of it. And again, your time is determined on what you take out of it. If you want to take the most out of it, you're going to get the most out of it. People like me, you, a lot of the brothers we have, we love Bethany. We love coming back because we took the most out of it. Some we of us haven't left, but it's okay. We're, we're, we're in that, you know, we're in a trade. I think this is called a transition period. I think my psych majors out there, they'll really like that term. This is my transition period. I spent six years in college. I'm going to spend six years trying to get the hell out of this town <laughs> um but yeah i i definitely um again i i don't get why people have that mantra again people like me like i love going back i owe a lot of you know who i am today what i have today to bethany i think a lot of people can say the same thing even if they don't think about it all the time um when they really like think deep down where they're at in their life um just things they've accomplished i think bethany is something that they really look back at as that was a turning point in my life. That was something that really like took me to the next level, gave me something that I didn't have before. And even the negative might've been that side of, I don't want to deal with this. So I'm going to work that extra. And there's a lot of people out there that didn't like Bethany that are hugely successful because they didn't like what they saw. And they went out and made a point to not have that happen. Yeah, a hundred percent. Again, it's, it's, you can take it as a positive or a negative. It's, it's how you're going to look at it. You know, I mean, mindset 
is, is everything. If you have a negative mindset going into something, it's not going to be good. If you have a positive mindset going into something, it's going to be good. And again, I think coming back, especially when all this COVID stuff's over, uh, when everything can go back, I think homecoming is going to be bigger than ever. Um, I think especially too, maybe not now, currently, a lot of people in our classes, you know, maybe don't have the time or working all the time, you know, trying to make something of our young careers, um, you know, work really takes, a, you know, precedence over a lot of things. But I think when, you know, when our classes, you know, get a little bit older, get a little bit more settled down um, and are able to contribute back more, um, I think it's going to really turn Bethany around even more than it already has. Mm -hmm. um, and when our alumni group gets way more involved, because we know the Bethany, we were there during somewhat of the transition process. We know what it used to be. We know what we like it as. We know what it is now. And I think we'll be able to make a bigger impact for that. Um, you Down know. the road. Yeah. And I think it's going to do great. Again, same with the alumni that make an impact now. It's the people that have a really positive experience, but it all comes down to the mindset. You know, if you're going into it saying, I don't want to be here, I'm going to some school in West Virginia in the middle of nowhere, and you can't be happy with it, again, like, what are you going to be happy with when you're out in real life, you know? Like, you might have a good job, good wife, all this stuff, you're still going to be unhappy because you just want misery for some reason. Like, those are the type of people that had the bad experience, you know, having a positive mindset, making the best of it. I mean, I didn't have a car for three years. People used to go, to, like my senior year, we went to the Highlands all the time. I ate at the calf every day. I was happy as can be, never had one complaint. I wasn't let me sick. Ask, let me like, ask you a question. Place. I was like, I can't wait. We stay up till four o'clock in the morning, just bullshitting in the queue. Before I close, before we close this out, let me ask you a question. Did Dean ever charge you to, to, take, to take you down to Chambers? Did he ever charge you to drive for you to drive or for him to drive you down to Chambers? I cannot speculate. <laughs> I don't think I ever paid a deep. I don't, every time I did, I just walked. I don't think I knew going in, like I've heard stories. So if Nadine was like, I'm going to Chambers, I'm like, yeah. Oh, walk. <laughs> it's one thing if he's going, you know, if he's like, oh, I'm going to Chambers, you want to come. But if he doesn't want to go and you're like, hey, can you take me to Chambers? No way. You have five bucks. Give <laughs> <You know? laughs> him a sandwich, you're getting something 100%. Well, Dustin, thank you very much for being on the show. We've come to that point. I have to send it to the, uh, I don't know what to call him. Is he Leonardo DiCaprio? Is he Martin Scorsese? He's got behind the scenes stuff he's working on now with me. Uh, Harry Chambers, owner of Gen Chambers General Store. Um, new t-shirts. You've got the Shroom Capital of the World shirts and the Chambers General Store shirts. If they don't have it, you don't need it. Uh, lunch special, dollar sandwiches breakfast sandwiches, biscuits and gravy, soups in the winter, uh, fish Fridays, fish every Friday through Lent. Um, if you, if you, I, I, I'll just keep saying it. If you've come to Bethany and not gone to Chambers, you didn't actually come to Bethany because that makes no sense. How did you miss it? <laughs> um, Hess, thank you for being here. Uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to link up. Maybe I'll make a trip down there or next time you guys are up this way. Um, <laughs> Congratulations again on the engagement. And without further ado, Harry Chambers, Martin Scorsese, Leonardo DiCaprio, I don't know what you want to be called. You change your name every week. So go ahead and take it away. 
just watched another exciting episode of Dingo Talk, recorded in the secret lair deep in the hills of Bethany, West Virginia. Let me give a shout out to my man Don over at Maple Shade Outdoor. He got some great, he's got some great stuff going on over there on YouTube and Instagram. Please make sure you check him out. Also, now available as promised, we have the second edition Bethany, West Virginia Mushroom Capital of the World t-shirts and our Chambers General Store. If we don't have it, you don't need it t-shirts. Available in all sizes. So make sure you stop by the store for a t-shirt, breakfast sandwich, or sausage biscuits and gravy, and make sure to check out those daily lunch specials. Now back to you, Dingo. You wanna know by now? You wanna know by now? You wanna know by now?